0: Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and chief sales trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld.
1: Welcome to the Science of Selling podcast, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I'm David Hoffeld and joining me is Carl Polson and Carl, how are you today?
0: I'm doing great. I have been trying uh, to really at a very elementary level actually learn how to cope oh. and it's it's not easy. Um it, I I can say that but it's been really always been something that I wanted to learn how to do and I thought, you know, what's a better time than now to start at least learning just a little bit more about it because I know um I hear about it more and more and just wanted to check it out for myself. What about you David? I was thinking about, you know, it's it's always interesting to see um what people, you know, want to learn or are trying to learn that they haven't yet. Uh you know, for you, what's something that you want to learn that you haven't
1: yet or just yeah, started? That's a, that's a great question. Well, coding is uh, a challenging thing to learn, so I um yeah, I applaud you for that. Uh, for me, <laughs> Pod me too much <laughs> well yeah you're 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 trying at least right that's a that's a big hill mm-hmm. to climb um one thing that I've been really focused on recently and trying to learn a lot more about is uh food um I've just been um really trying to eat healthier, and so there's so much science out there born just like just like there's a science for selling, there's a science of food. And I realized, boy, looking at the actual scientific literature, how much of what I thought about what was healthy food and what wasn't was flat out wrong. And many of the things I learned as a kid in school uh, were horribly incorrect. And so uh, uh, I, I've been really uh, having some aha moments looking at the actual literature on what, you know, what creates heart disease, what kind of foods um can are linked with cancer. I mean, it, it's really interesting and in what each of us can do to really protect ourselves. So, as I'm getting older, that's been a major focus for me. And there's so much great science out there that is really revolutionary. There's a revolution going on. And we talk about how we can use food as medicine. And boy, how we eat, it really predicts heavily what life will be like later on and some of the ailments that uh, each of us could fall into that are many diet related. So, that I did not know that um, until relatively recently, but that's been a major focus for me, kind of in my personal life, just trying to eat more healthy and looking at the actual science, cutting through all the nonsense and the noise and looking at the science. And it's uh, really compelling.
0: I think you make a great point there too, David, that, and I'm not, not surprised that that you uh, cut straight to the science, but there is a lot of, a lot of noise out there when it comes to eating healthy and diets. And I think that that's a great area where. We're going straight into the scientific research and and what does the data show um probably has so, some very very interesting insights and, and kind of figures that you can take away with you um and i know i know for today's episode we're talking about you know a really important hallmark of success whether it's great sales great athletes great any profession Um, And that's taking responsibility for your success when it comes to your career. Um, So to flip it back to you, David, why is this trait that that being able to take responsibility for your success so important among elite performers, whether it's, again, Tom Brady or, you know, uh, great salespeople, whatever the case may be? Why is this trait so important?
1: Yeah, and you raise a really good point there in your question, because it it is. I mean, that is a hallmark of top-performing salespeople at any company. The ones who get to an elite level and stay there, the best of the best, Uh, they have certain mindsets and beliefs that really set them up for success, and this really is one of them. They take responsibility. I can remember, Carl, um, many, many years ago now, um, I remember feeling stuck. I was in a job. Uh, that was not right for me. Position wasn't aligned with who, who I was or what I really wanted to do with my life. And I didn't know what to do. I, I felt stuck. And I remember secretly hoping that someone would come in and kind of discover me and put me on the path to my dreams. But day after day went by and no one no one came. And it, And it was at that point, this is really, really early in my career at the very beginning of it. When I came to this realization, and it, I remember this, it really hit me. No one was coming to the rescue. No one was coming. No one was riding in on the white horse. No one was going to fix my career or my life. If, if, it, if it was going to get fixed, if it was going to get changed, I had to be the one to do it. And that, that belief, and many top performers I've talked to over the years have had similar insights like that where they wanted something more and they realized no one was going to give it to them. If they wanted something more, they had to take ownership of it. And so my question for our listeners is, for your career to change or improve, what has to happen? And the answer is, you need to change. No one else is going to fix it for you. And one of the things all of us can do is start taking responsibility for our success and our failures. So think of it like this. When you aren't successful, when you fall short of your sales goals, who is the main person responsible? Because here's the reality: all of us, me, Carl, you, and everyone else listening, has this natural inclination, right? We want to take the credit for our success, right? We hit our number, we kill it, and mm-hmm. right, we're doing these, hitting these big numbers in sales, and we're like, oh, that's wow, this guy right here. I mean, I'm I'm <laughs> on my game, I'm killing it. But when something goes wrong, when we miss our number, when we're underperforming, we're like, well, it's the leads. It's my idiot manager. I mean, he can screw anything up. He makes it so hard. He asks for all these stupid reports all the time. right?" We say it's the economy. It's the government. It's this. We like to shift blame. In fact, this tendency is so well-established, behavioral scientists have a name for it. Like, it's that common. We've actually named it. (laughs) It's called, uh, for our listeners, if you want to look this up for yourself, uh, self-attribution bias, self-attribution bias. And it occurs when people attribute their success to their abilities, but in an effort to protect their self-esteem, they assign the cause of failure to external factors they can't control. My manager, the leads, the economy. Now, let's get real, right? I mean, there's a lot of factors that influence sales performance. Could having a bad manager Hinder performance? Absolutely. Uh, I've seen that over my career. Can the economy make it more difficult? Absolutely. Can shifts in the marketplace? Absolutely. There's a lot of factors. But what great salespeople do is they don't fall into the trap of the self attribution bias. They take responsibility for the success and their failures by adopting the mindset that the primary reason, primary reason they are not more successful is because of them. And when you embrace this, it is a freeing mindset because no longer are you this victim. No longer are you like, well, the economy is bad or my manager, things I can't control. You'd say, sure, there's factors that are influencing it. But the main thing, the main reason I'm not having the life I want, the career I want, the performance I want is because of me. And that is empowering. Because when you adopt that philosophy, now, if you're the problem, you're also the solution. And you you can't change the economy. You can't change your manager. You might not be able to influence the leads or how they're qualified or whatever it may be, but you can change you. That is the only thing you and I have access and the power to really change is us. And you can make those changes. So when you take ownership of it, It is incredibly empowering, right? And so one exercise that I recommend people do is to write this down. Who is responsible for your success? And to think that through and write that down, right? I am. Who is responsible for your failure? I am, right? When you take that ownership, people often think it'll beat them down or make them feel worse. It does the exact opposite. And empowers you because you're like, and I can change it. I can change me. That's the one thing I can do. And so now you are empowered. Now the question is, how do we do change? So Carl, I mean, this is an important one. I wanted to have you weigh in on this too, Mm -hmm. because this is one of the things when we first met, I was extremely impressed uh, with what I saw from you in this area was how you took ownership And that was really evident in some of the behaviors and activities that you did, that you demonstrated right away when we first met on our first uh, coaching call, when we (laughs) met face to face. So I know this is a strong belief for you and and has really helped you become the successful sales professional you are today. Would you share with our listeners kind of what you've done when we talk about taking responsibility? What has that looked like for you? What have you done to, to live that out?
0: Yeah, and I, I I appreciate that because that is um I was never never the smartest guy in the room uh but I did from you know a very very early age know that it's really easy and initially feels great to blame others for your your failures um but at the end of the day like what you kind of alluded to David no one is coming in to save you no one's going to come riding in on a white horse to suddenly make you successful it's just not not how things work so uh, there is a very freeing um kind of feeling that comes over you when you truly start to accept that at the end of the day yes there are external factors that maybe influence this but at the end of the day it's you're you know you're responsible for your own success and for me i know that when we first started working together i'd, I'd come to that realization because I've really been struggling to make cold calls. It was just something that was really hard for me to do. And I feel like I took every course, you know, talked to my managers um, and just got the sense that, uh, you know, until I truly started to take responsibility for this myself, instead of, you know, trying to rely on others to, you know, maybe fix it for me, um, nothing was going to happen. So I know when we first started working together, it was really coming in with that commitment that if I am successful working with you, it's going to be because I committed to being responsible for that success. So uh, when I was going through, um, you know, uh, the Hofel training course, I took very extensive notes, almost word for word transcriptions of your content. I studied them, made Quizlet flashcards and just got into that mindset that, if if I'm not gonna learn how to successfully cold call, it's gonna be because of me. I'm not gonna let anyone else make me fail, but I'm gonna do everything that I can to be successful in doing this. I'm gonna take 100% you know, responsibility and authority. And when you kind of approach, when I approach something with that mindset, you'll be really, I think, surprised with your results because all of a sudden, you know, you want to put in that extra effort. Uh, and, and when I know we first met, I came in with this huge binder of of transcribed notes. I had a, you know, very specific agenda each session we met. And now what's great is because of, I, I do take responsibility for my success. Um, a, uh, I cold call all the time. It's just kind of like brushing my teeth now. But B, it's really great to know when you go into any kind of work situation or really in any situation in life with that mindset of, hey, I'm responsible at the end of the day for me being successful or me being, you know, failing at this. And it's it's on me. Um, there's something really freeing about that. So so for me, that's really my experience with taking responsibility for my success. and And I know that, you know, For listeners out there that maybe they're like, hey, I I have blame managers, which also I've done before, Um, you know, it's it's not 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 the most uncommon thing. But let's say, you know, we have listeners out there that are like, hey, I want to start taking responsibility for my own success. David, you know, uh, what can those listeners start doing today to really own that and start taking their responsibility for their success the second they stop listening to this podcast?
1: Yeah, that's an important question. And I think um, that was one of the things, going back to what you share, Carl, that really I remember when you and I first met, you brought in that big notebook that was, <laughs> uh, I don't know, three inches thick or so at least. And I, I, I you
0: know, am going to to measure that with a ruler today. I, yes, and, it was big. and
1: and I remember I said, what's that? And you put it on the conference table in our office. And I said, what's that? And you explained it was your notes. And I'm, I and then you showed me and I'm like, wow, OK, my view of this person of you radically changed. I'm like, OK, this isn't just some salesperson. Uh, th- this guy's—he's working hard. He's doing things that uh, very few people would do in an effort to get better. So he's taking responsibility. So I think a couple things uh, to answer the question of what are some action steps that we can all do. I'm going to share some things that are hard, and um, because to get to an elite level, it's it's hard to do. So number one, what I would say is you want to invest more in your development than the company you work for does. Uh, some of our listeners probably have companies they work for that give them no help in development, so this is not that challenging, right? And they say, well, you're on your <laughs> own, figure it out. Uh, other of our listeners I know um, work for companies where they do put quite a bit into developing your skills and they give you access to great training, which is awesome, and that's, that's great. Those are the kind of companies you wanna work for. Uh, that's wonderful, but regardless, you want to always invest more in yourself than the company you work for does, right? Why? Because you're you. And I meet salespeople all the time who believe in themselves so little. It astounds me. They believe in their potential so little that they will not invest anything into themselves unless their company pays for it. I mean, even buying a book or even taking some time and listening to a podcast like this one, not even money. This is free. If you paid for this podcast, that'd be odd because it's free. We offer it (laughs) everywhere, anywhere great podcasts are. And so uh, it's also even that they won't do. They want to invest. So you first of all got to wake up and say, listen, I got to invest more into myself than the company I work for does whatever that is. I can tell you, and I know Carl, you'll agree with this. Uh, if we had relied only on the training we got from the companies we have worked for over the years, neither one of us would be in the position to do a podcast like this. There is zero chance for me personally, I would have ever written a sales book. I mean, 0.00, it is it absolutely impossible. And I work for some good companies that gave training, some fine training, but to get to an elite level, you got to wakey wakey because they are not going to give you the training to do it. You got to take ownership. You got to invest in yourself. So what what does this look like real practically? It means you need to start budgeting time and money, investing in yourself and your development. Maybe it's a little bit of money at first. Doesn't have to be a ton of money. Maybe you buy a book a month or whatever that may be. But you need to budget time as well. If you don't do that, if you say, David, I'm not willing, I'm just not, I'm not willing to do either of those, then you're not going to be an elite performer because there is no way you can compete with someone, right? No matter how much natural ability you have, if you're not willing to budget time and money on your own. Now, this is outside of your manager saying, work on this or take some time. I'm talking you on your own in your free time and your, your money. If you're not willing to do that, no chance. There is zero chance you' ever be able to compete with someone who is like someone like Carl or myself, right? When I was starting out, when I didn't have a lot of money, I would spend thousands and thousands of dollars every year on me, and when I didn't have that much money. I'm talking about when I first started out in sales, I would just devour books on selling. I'm talking in my first few months, trying to understand this thing. And then I started taking courses and I wanted to get better at it, right? So that's what I was willing to do because success matters to me, right? I wanted to become an elite performer in selling and that isn't free. It's it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost time and money. Now, people will sometimes say, well, David, you don't understand. I can't afford any money. I can't even afford to buy a book. Two things. Number one, start off with free resources like a podcast like this, but then you got to wake up. Okay, let me just be real direct and real blunt with you. Wake up. The reason you can't afford it is the reason why you need to do it. Wake up. (laughs) If you can't afford a book, you need to look at how bad things are for you at this moment in life and say, what in the world did I do to get here? And what is the fastest way out of this mess I am in? So you got to wake up because that is not a thing in the profession of selling where your performance determines your income and you can make ridiculous amounts of money as a salesperson. You need to invest in yourself. And if you can't do that, you got to look at how you're spending your money. And what might this mean? This might mean you don't go out to dinner on Friday night and instead you invest in your career. You might say, well, David, I mean, I like going out to dinner. Do you like it more than being successful? If so, go out to dinner. But let me tell you something. When I was younger and that choice was presented to me, I'm hungry for success. Forget dinner, I'll skip it, right? If that describes you, then with that take responsibility and invest in yourself, there is no better investment that you can make than you. And this is one of the big things I see with salespeople that holds them back. They do not invest time or any money at all in their success. And that is why they have so little, because if you underinvest in yourself, you will get weak results. It's just like, let's say you're up, you want to get good at basketball or any sport, and you refuse to invest any money in sneakers, and you refuse to practice on your own, and you just want to play pickup games. How good will you be? Not very good, Right. When you're first starting out, you got to invest in the right equipment and you got to get practice. You got to get coaching. And that's going to take you to the next level in sports and in business and in life and especially in sales. So I would encourage you, step one, decide who's responsible for your success and failure. If that's you, then say, OK, we got to start budgeting time and and if possible, a little bit of money. If it's not possible now, next month, it shouldn't be right. If not, you got to look at how you're spending your money. If you have a job, right, uh, you need to uh, look at how can I reinvest some of the money I'm probably wasting on things I don't need, you know, more clothes or more dinners out, things I can easily cut and invest it in my success, knowing that every dollar I invest, the return on that investment is astronomical over the course of your career. So if this if this as you're listening to it if you find it challenging, if you find it annoying, good. Wake up. We're giving you a wake up call cuz many in sales need this. They underperform because they do not invest anything into themselves and it shows on their numbers every month. So take responsibility, invest in yourself. There's no better investment and then you are going to reap uh Rewards. Woo. I gotta calm down. Cool. I got to run up
0: there. Hey, hey, it's it's. I I completely agree with you, and I think that, I think that if somebody is in a position where, let's say, their budget is really strapped. Um, think about uh, uh public libraries. There are so many resources out there. That yep. that again, taking responsibility for your success means. Doing whatever you can, and if that starts with a book, well, great. Because I think there are a lot of salespeople that think it needs to either be the moon or nothing. It needs to be a a ten thousand dollars sales course, or they're not going to do anything. That's not the case. You don't have to start um, with that. Starting with sometimes something like a book can be great, and there are resources out there. But it will cost time, your time, probably outside of work, to to invest and look into these resources um there are always resources out there like you said david if we go on to hotfieldgroup.com we're going to find some free resources read through them take like there there are so many opportunities to take responsibility for your success and if you listen to any any successful you know uh, individual whether it's a salesperson um somebody else on a podcast interview tv show you just get the sense that they're not gonna let anyone stop them. They're gonna take full responsibility for their failure and their success. And that is an amazing thing. And it really is one of the greatest strengths. A salesperson, an executive, anyone can have. So I think David, I love that. I I always like when you get heated. Um, And for (laughs) (laughs) for our listeners out there, what we will make sure to do is we will actually make sure in this episode to include a link to 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 hoffeldgroup.com so you can see some free resources just to get you started and and i think that that it's really important uh as you're listening to this episode to really start to think about some of the things that, that that david said today so until next time i hope you have a great rest of your week and we will talk soon
1: thanks carl